This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have a really interesting show purely because of the guest of today. Um, someone, that, um, someone that we've never had on this show before, but I'm going to introduce uh, today's guest, and his name is Chris Sherwin. Now, Chris is a former CFO, a police officer, still currently a, a police officer, and now a business owner of a private security company in the United States. He's been working with police departments uh, to help improve their trust and relationships with communities uh, by helping them to understand and getting them to understand their streamlining and processes so they can increase communication between communities because I think it's so important to build trust in this day and age. He's now on a personal mission to teach entrepreneurs like you guys about how you can do the very same. And um, and we, he's also known as what we call the coaching cop. Okay, so interesting, really interesting conversation. So it's, today we're going to be talking a little, a little bit about with Chris around the leadership principles, what he's learned um, over the last 20 years of being a cop. And now he's using those skills about how to, um, about how to uh, be a, a successful business owner as well. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the stigma around uh, policing and cops, which is a little bit different from today, uh, normal conversations. We're going to be talking a little bit about how to build community because I'm really big into community. And I'm also, we're also going to be talking about how do you serve others before serving yourself? And I think that Chris is, we, me and Chris, are, Chris is going to definitely uh, pour into your glass. And, uh, and, and I think you're really going to enjoy your conversations. But before we get started, make sure that you've got a notebook and pen handy. And for if anything, if you miss anything, I would highly recommend you reward, uh, rewind this recording and listen back. So without further ado, Mr. Chris Schumann. Hey, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. <clears throat> all good. All good. So now, I know that we were speaking off uh, offline. Now, you're based in Florida, but you were in, you've been living in Chicago for quite a number of years. Is that right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Chicago. Um, and then uh, I became a cop right outside Chicago. And I was there for 21 years, retired, and came down to be a, a, a copper down here in Florida. <clears throat> I am. Yeah. So interestingly enough, uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, I know that there's a lot of great questions that we're going to be talking about today. And I'd love to know more about, you know, I, I know that you served as a CFO. Mm -hmm. You've got into policing. Talk to us a little bit about the backstory, because I think that you went through a bit of a, um, whether it be an epiphany or a life changing moment that got you into policing. What was that life changing moment, if you don't mind me getting too personal? No, no, not at all. So, you know, I, I mean, I grew up in Chicago, um, went to school, got my master's. And ever since I was young, I always wanted to be a, a policeman. And, you know, but I came from a very strong, hardworking Polish family. Um, and, you know, it was, you know, work, do the best, always succeed and whatever else. And it was always very limited to be successful with work. 
not be successful with your passion and kind of make everything work. Um, so what happens, I went to school and I got my degrees and I just started getting a good job after a good job. People were calling me. And then one day we had a um, domestic situation and the, the officers came in. Uh, it, was, uh, it, was very, uh, it was very volatile. And they came in, they handled it like professionals. And that was a day I'm like, you know what? That, that, that's what I've always wanted to do. That's what I'm, what I'm going to do. So I pursued that. And um, one of the other things that I, that I knew I had to do is I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I saw that growing up. I saw, uh, like in my, in my home, there was a lot of love. There was a lot of, um, you know, family time, vacation time. So it was all, but I also noticed that my parents would struggle with the four children. You know, they would, you know, dad would not sign back then. Uh, dad wouldn't sign the electric check, send the check in. They call them up and go, Hey, you forgot to sign because back then they wouldn't cash a check without a signature, you know? So it, it bought them, it, it bought them an extra, you know, 10 days or whatever. So I saw my parents again, my dad worked seven days a week. My mom was a nurse. She worked all the you know, nights and they worked off schedule. So I knew I, I wanted that in my life. Also, I knew that I didn't want my family to really have, I, I didn't want to want, want to, I really didn't want to struggle. So when I became a cop, obviously my first year salary as a cop was a, my annual bonus from the chief financial officer position I just left. So I knew I had to, I, I had to make them both work. So long story short, I started working part-time as, uh, as a security uh, guard and realized that, Hey, with my business background and everything I, I, I know, I can do this better, faster, cheaper than the companies I'm working for. And that's really how, how it all got started. And, you know, here I am today. That's interesting. Love that. But I, I love listening to people's story and, and how people got into that. So that's, that's kind of cool. So um, I want to ask the, the first thing, because I know that I want to talk a little bit about policing, even though this is a, a show for entrepreneurs and things like that. And, you know, and, and but also like, I kind of love to have real conversations. Right. And I think, especially over here in Europe, uh, where I'm based at the moment, Europe based in the States, I mean, cops, they, they get a lot of stick, but also I feel like a lot of the media distorts the truth right. uh, from what's real, from what's fake, right? Um, right. And, and, and also what that does is it causes, um, it causes uh, I suppose, a rift between communities and trust um, with communities and also the police force. What's your take on that? So... Being being here for the last 21 years and, and continuing my career, the media does play a large role in this because, quite honestly, what they don't what they don't portray is a lot of people that are in communities want the police. They want them there. They want us there. They want us funded. They want us trained more. They want they want us to do our job to make them feel safe. It's actually the minority that are defund the police and all this other stuff and, 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 and everything, but that's what sells. And then, you know, and also the other thing with, with the whole media thing, what sells is the one bad cop that, you know, uh, the, uh, the, the, the George Floyd case, that cop that I didn't agree. And, and I, trust me, I was with hundreds, a thousand cops during that whole riot. Nobody agreed with what he did. And he got punished for it just like a regular civilian would. Yep. And but the flip side of that is they didn't show the officers out there, thousands of officers protecting people, property, 
during these riots, getting, you know, getting, you know, mortars thrown at them, getting, you know, pee and poo thrown at them. I mean, and we were there for the community, um, no, no matter what. And I think the distortion is the fact that he got punished just like a civilian would. There's no, there's no, there's nothing else about it. It's just that he was, an, he, and he was an officer. And the other thing that gets distorted is that the only thing that they put out there is negative. They don't put out the fact that, <clears throat> you know, I arrested a guy, you know, for stealing, um, what was it? Um, diaper cream because his grandbaby had diaper rash and they couldn't afford it. So we took him to jail, uh, petty crime. And guess what? When he got out, I had the largest tube of diaper cream that I could find that I bought for him and I handed it to him. And wow. I said, listen, I said, I know you're going through a rough time or whatever. And, and here, just do better or whatever, you know, make better choices because, you know, you can't take care of your grandbabies if you're, if you're in jail. So, but they're not going to put that out there. They're not going to put out the fact that my partners, you know, are pulling somebody over because they don't have car seats, taking them to Walmart or to a store and taking a hundred dollars out of their own money to, um, you know, to buy car seats or me going into a, 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 a bad neighborhood and talking to the kids about, you know, Hey, you have so many options, but you know, the bad options is you're going to die younger. You're going to go to prison for a long time, but they don't, they don't show that they don't want to, they don't want to show us getting into the community and finding out more. <clears throat> and they don't want us to, uh, they don't want to produce the fact that if I go to a sit to, to a community and we sit down and we have hard conversations and these are not easy conversations They're uh, it, it could end up, you know, you're talking about race. You're talking about culture. You're talking about, you know, uh, creed, sexual orientation. I mean, you're talking about all this stuff that it, they're very hard conversations, but the only way to get results, just like in business, you have to have the tough conversations. You have to make the tough decisions. You have to admit I'm right. I'm right. Or I'm wrong. I'm wrong. And I need to, and I, and I need to, and I need to change. And when, when I talk about that, because I come from a very Catholic, my whole family was Catholic and I always talk about, yeah, yeah. I always talk about change. And as everybody knows, um, the Catholic faith, is, you know, is is very much against homosexuality and all that stuff. But I, as I grew up, and I and I took this oath to protect people, and I've seen people are people. That's all a fallacy. That's something that somebody put in my head when I when when I was growing up, and and I've learned and I've changed. So I know people can change and learn. If I can do it, anybody can do it. It's people. Love is love and people are people. And I just think that we have to have these conversations. We have to ask questions and we have to come up with better solutions. Now, I'm telling you, are all policemen good? No. Are all surgeons good? No. You're, you are good. Yeah. No matter what you do, you're going to have sure, that point. Sure. Zero, zero, right. That zero, zero, one percent, that's going to be bad. But that should not negate all the good that's done by the good doctors, the good lawyers, the good policemen. And I just think that that the hard conversations um, have to be had and hard decisions have to be made. Yep. Very good. Some good points there. Now, interestingly enough, I, one thing that came to my mind, now you're still currently serving as a police officer, right? Correct. How does that work in terms of being a business owner as well? I mean, how do you balance the two? Because they are two big, huge responsibilities, right? And right. I know that there are entrepreneurs here that are juggling, where they've got families, where they've got multiple businesses running or whatever it is. How do you manage 
the stress and the day-to-day of, you know, making sure that you're doing, you know, you're serving the community and doing your job as a cop, but also serving as a business owner and making sure that your clients and your customers are happy. What, what, what's your take on that? I think the big thing is that you have to know what your limitations are. You have to know where you're going. You have to balance your time. And you also have to have people that understand you. For my, for example, my wife, she has no idea why I do what I do. She, has, <laughs> she, she just, she, she just doesn't, she just doesn't, she's like, yeah, okay, whatever you need to do. Um, but with that conversation, I also let her be her, but I also give her permission. I don't want to say permission, but it, it, I also know that with the family, my daughters and my wife, that if they need time, I try and block out time and I do the best I can to be with them. But they also know that they could come and say, Hey, we just need some of your time. And it's, it's, it's everybody being cognizant of their feelings and their emotions. And it's just blocking out time. And, and I'm not going to lie and tell you that, you know, you're, you're not going to sleep eight hours a night. You're not going to, uh, you're not going to be able to put that phone down when you go to a family party. Uh, and then as your business grows, I think if you get people that you can trust, it makes it a little easier. Yeah, that makes sense. And so in terms of like your security, um, your security business and whatever it might be and being a cop. Now I know that you recently moved to Florida. So I guess you're kind of in transition right now. Mm -hmm. So how, how will that work? Will it be kind of more part-time cop, uh, full-time business or will it be full, both full-time? I mean, it'll be both full-time. It'll be both full-time. Yeah. Because, um, Again, I, I'm being an entrepreneur. I, I, my brain, like I, I'll go down, drive down the street, and I have five businesses in my head. It's just, it's just the way it works. And what I, what I, one of the things that I've done, knowing that any business that I start, I have to make sure that when, as I'm going through this, I find one or two people that I could really trust to, to be the senior manager, take care of them, and yet continue to do what I do in my head, which is, you know, just start businesses. So question. And again, from like being a cop has a huge responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. But also running a business has a huge responsibility. How long do you feel like it will be like, you know, from a sustainability perspective, because that's what guys, we're not all not getting younger, right? We're all getting older. Right. 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 (laughs) How long will it take for you to turn around and say, do you know what? I'm done with, you know, being a police officer. I'm done with being a business owner. When do you think that will be? What, 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 what's your What's your thing on that? I don't know. I, I I wish I knew. I don't know because, but I just love it. I mean, I I do. Uh, I just and like I'm already going to my next day. But well, maybe I'm thinking about being a day trader because when I retire, I want something to do, or you know, an Amazon store or or something to do because I always know I'm going to do something. Um, and I also want to be in the position one day when I wake up and go, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to be able to day trade and make X amount a day because keep my mind going. And I just want to, so I don't know, but right now I've been doing it so long, but I still, no matter how frustrated or how aggravating or, or <laughs> that it gets, I, I love it every day. I'm assuming you must have a team of people as well, running the, the business as well when you're not there. Is that correct? Yes. Perfect. 
Awesome. Very good. And and we'll get into the gist of that in a second. But I want to talk a little bit about some of the some of the I mean, I would want to talk a little bit about like some of the leadership principles that you've learned from being a cop and serving the community and how you've learned those leadership principles and, and translated that into being a successful business owner. Well, I think for as far as leadership goes, I mean, my I'm very it's very simple for me. Be honest, do what you say, say what you do, and be in the fight. You know, if you're going to take somebody to jail, explain to it, and they have questions, answer the questions. If you're in business and somebody has a question, answer the question. Don't dance around it. If if it's if it's a if if it's bad news, just be honest. If it's good news, be honest. Same thing on the street. And I think leaders need to be honest. Don't sugarcoat stuff. Don't try to, you know, don't go. You know, kind of go around the bush or under the you know go through the bush just 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 go do it i think people have more respect with that number one and also you gotta you gotta stay in the i call it stay in the fight whether it's you have a weekly meeting with with, with your senior staff or you know um a daily 10 minute meeting whatever it is and when you're in that meeting make sure they understand how much you appreciate them i mean m- money's good but you got to make sure that you that they understand you appreciate them. Like, hey, even if you say, hey, you know what? Why don't you turn your phone off for like four hours? Go spend time with your family. Forward the calls to me. I'll handle it. Just it's little stuff. Is that they have to be appreciated. And same thing on the, and same thing you know same thing when when you work the street. Just because people are having a bad day, that doesn't make them a bad person. And I think sure. with leadership skills, you have to find things that people were strong in now and, and promote that within them. Now, look, it, it may not be in a, you know, you may want really want to be a police officer, but it's not for you being a banker, being an entrepreneur, what, whatever, you know, is something, there is something for everybody, but not everything is for everybody. And that's, it's just, and you have to, you have to accept that. And I also think a true leader will not only point that out to you, but help you in the direction, find your thing, and push you in that direction. Yeah, that's an, int- that's an in- interesting point um, because I, I feel like even some of our listeners, you know, they go through this, um, they go through this state of tr- confusion to try to find clarity. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. You f- you found your you found your passion, right? You what you right. what you love, what you do, and that kind of stuff. Interestingly enough, I was in London last week. I was speaking to a guy, meeting face to face. And uh, he ran an he, he ran an IT company, and I was like, "Well, do you love what you do?" He went, "No, I hate it." Right? <laughs> he said, "I hate it." And I was like, right. "What the hell?" That right, was not right, the right. response I was looking for. Right? I was right. like, "Okay." Um, I goes, what, what, "Why do you hate?" He goes, oh, "It's just a job. I just do this because I, I have responsibilities, responsibilities, right. right? And a mortgage and a wife and stuff like that." I went, and I just said to him, "I was like, I'm going to call you BS." Because yeah. what you're saying to me is just an excuse, right? Uh, uh, my belief is that actually we've all got passions in life, yeah. right? We've all got passions in life. And you, you can easily turn your passion into business, being an entrepreneur or whatever it is. You can right. still pursue a happy and fulfilled life. Yeah. Otherwise, you live a life of regret. What yep. do you think? Yep. And, and trust me, being in, the poli- in, 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 in being in the police world, when you see life, can, life being taken or... Um, life lost at any moment for anything, for anything silly. You just, you, you just have to, 
you, you've got to take the time to follow your passion. You can't. And, 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 you know, some people are happy with, you know, working the 95, spending time with their family, with their, and that's, if that is your, that is your passion. God bless you. But if you're miserable, you're going to wake up one day seriously and go, I just wasted 50 years or whatever. And that's, that's no way to live. You don't want to waste a minute because you, it could be gone in a minute. Yep. It's interesting. I'm uh, I'm reading a book by a good friend of mine, Marshall Goldsmith, called The Fulfilled Life. And he talks about, because obviously the opposite of fulfillment is regret. Mm. And, you know, I see so many people, whether they're in jobs, whether they run their own business, where they have wasted their life 10, 20 years down the line, and mm. they regret doing or making certain choices from their past, which has defined them who they are today. Mm-hmm. And so, it all def- and, and it was just a really interesting, by the way, I'd highly recommend for you guys that are listening in uh, to check that out. It's a New York Times bestselling book called The Fulfilled Life by Marshall Goldsmith. Highly recommend you listen to that. Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, and this is a really good philosophy and something that I really highly endorse, which is, um, and, and you'll know this because it's one of the core values of uh, the of, of policing in the US and policing from around the world, which is serving others. Right. And um, and what what is from from an entrepreneurial perspective? How do you recommend some of our listeners? How is it that you see serving others as a number one as a benefit? But how do you go about serving others first before serving yourself? Um, as far as I think serving others is a benefit because I am a true believer in you are blessed, whether you believe in whatever God you believe in, or if you don't believe, um, you know, if you want to call it universal grace or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I believe that by giving you get, I truly believe that. And I've seen it time after time after time. And um, if anybody's like, well, no, that's not true or whatever. That's fine. That's your belief. But I believe and I have seen if you give and you um, you give back to your community or you give back, you, you get. And I see serving people by taking what I know and what I've experienced and helping them reach their goals and their passion. I think that for me, that 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 is very um, that's uh, that that that's true service giving of yourself. Love that. Love that. Uh, I mean, there must have been um, some great examples, I suppose. You know, I mean, you mentioned the the guy that had been arrested for the petty crime and you gave him, you know, the bun cream or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I guess what was the feeling that you experienced when you had, had done something like that? You know, what, what is it that you felt internally? Because rewards don't come just generally monetarily, but they come, you know, from intrinsically within. What's your thoughts? What's your feelings? I think when I, when, to me, I, I, to be honest with you, it's just not really a feeling. It's like, all right, this guy needed some help. And that's what I took an oath to do is to help people. And that's what I kind of make my life is to help people, whether it's my wife and my children or people outside. I, I just I just love helping people and I love helping people succeed. And it was just one of those things that it's I just saw a person in a position that needed something. And I just did it. I, I don't, it was not like, Oh my God, I got to run over there and I got to get this and I got to do this. I got to put this on the news or whatever, or, you know, Hey, I feel real good about it. it. It's not even like, did I feel real good about it or, or whatever? 
I'll be honest with you. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just I saw somebody in need of something and I helped them. It's just it. it, it, it I, I hope people around the world and people that I would hopefully eventually coach will just realize that it's just something that needs to get done. So you got to do it. You just have to do it. If you have the means opportunity, you just do it. Love it. Love it. And, 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 and I like those, what I call tiny moments, you know, those tiny moments of like giving without kind of expect expecting right. anything in return, but you get more reward from that internally. I just, I just found that fascinating. Um, right. Interesting enough, and I'm sure that you've had conversations like this and talked about the comfort zone, right? And I've had numerous conversations, I'm sure you have, about people that are, are, are always indecisive in their decisions because right. they're always thinking about the risk versus the reward. Right. What I'd love for you to share some tips on about managing risk and reward. And I, I'll give you a quickly uh, a really interesting experience. Recently, I got on a call with a lady. Now, she's been following me for a number of years. She knows who I am and what I'm about, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I know that I could really definely help her. But essentially, hey, I can only give someone the keys. They ultimately right. have to unlock the door to walk through it. Mm -hmm. And I got off the call and I felt, and I felt to myself, I felt like, you know, I'd served her to a high degree. But then she was indecisive. Because, hey, I was like, okay, or whatever it is. And we explored it, but I didn't want it to feel pressured into making a decision. I wanted her to feel like she was comfortable. And there's this kind of tipping point where you get from comfortable to uncomfortable, or the other person feels that. What's your take on getting people out of their comfort zone? Because, I mean, you must have got out of your comfort zone numerous times, especially right. being a cop and a business owner. What's your thoughts? I mean, you have to, you, you have to come out of your comfort zone to, uh, to make it. And, and, and I think also you have to come out of your comfort zone to enjoy life too. If you want to be successful and enjoy life, you got to come out of your comfort zone. And for me coming out of my comfort zone, and that happens, you know, multiple times a week when you got to go through the the scary door and they don't know what's on the other side. I mean, you just have to, yeah, but I mean, but there's other things like, for example, by the time the show probably comes out, um, my wife has made mention about taking dance. You know, she wants to dance. She wants to, and I don't dance. I dance like a brick. I just do. <laughs> so, so I've decided by the time the show comes out, she'll know that I'm going to take some dancing lessons to surprise her. And trust me, there is nothing more uncomfortable. Like when you're sitting there talking to your structure and you're looking at your phone, praying for the phone to ring that, you know, somebody's lost and you got to go to work or, you know, like call me in, you know? Um, but ultimately, there's going to be a success at the end. If you go through that, it may be a success that you've learned something or it may be a, a success that you've taught somebody or there's always going to be a success when you come out of your comfort zone, because I truly believe that that's, that's the way you live. And again, it's either you're going to learn. Okay. You're either going to learn or, um, or, or you're going to teach somebody something else. That's what I truly believe. But you, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And I'm not talking about, like, listen, I'm not going to jump out of an airplane. I'm just not. I don't, very uncomfortable. And there's no reason for me to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. But <laughs> if I had to jump out of an airplane to, for a goal or a challenge or, you know, Special Olympics or something, I, I would do it. I would probably try and find something different. But, but I mean, you know, uh, 
but I just think that you, you have to, you have to face your comfort zone. You have to go into your, your uncomfort because you won't grow. If you don't, if you don't grow, you're going to be stagnant. You're stagnant. You're going to waste your life. Yeah. Very cool. Um, interestingly enough, and I know that um, the police force are very much into, um, you know, uh, helping community and trying to build trust within communities and stuff like that. Let's take that into the entrepreneurial business world right now, because one of my big three philosophies is connection, collaboration and community. What are some of the initiatives that maybe you have done in your own business that you feel are very much overlooked in terms of building community in order to, I don't know, grow your business or whatever it might be? Um, I'd love to know what your thoughts are about that. Well, I think, you know, when you're talking about all three of those, and it's kind of, it's going to be different than what you're probably going to expect. When we go into, uh, when I go to a job site and uh, they need security, one of the things I do is I go walk around the community. And let's face it, you know, that there's always somebody in charge of the community, whether it's a gangbanger, business owner, whatever. And I find out who it is and I make contact with them. And I'm like, hey, listen, here's what we do. We, you know, this is what I'm doing. I know what you're doing, but we need to work together, okay, to uh, to do the best we can. And I just think that, you know, by taking that initiative and going out there, I think it helps everybody because, and again, I think it's just a lot of, you know, you're going to collaborate with them. You're going to work. You're going to talk about the community. And I think there's things that they may not even know or nobody's ever addressed it with them. Like, you know, you you know, you know, got a gangbanger, you know, that, that, that runs a neighborhood. You talk to them, you're like, hey, you know what, if you did this, you know, or you could do this, you know, this whole, this place would be better. You know, the world would be at a better, better place. And, and sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. But I think if you try and take those three, th- those three values you just stated and try and work with them, like in every, in every aspect of, of your life, I think the whole world would be a better place. Very true. Very true. So I know that I'm <clears throat> kind of conscious of time, but I'd love to know more. I, I know that I always like to ask our um, our guess about what they're working on right now and what are you what are you working on right now that um that 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 you'd love to tell some of the audience so i'm working on a couple things one is um i started the coaching cap um to coach um, to, to, to hopefully coach entrepreneurs based on where they want to go what i've experienced what i can help them with i also have a podcast called three cops talk um is with myself and two other two friends of mine and what we do is we just try and get out and we try and get guests on or we talk about what's going on in the world today to, to help p- people understand what we go through, what we see, why we do what we do, and invite people to come on and, you know, talk about the hard lessons or the hard topics so we can all live, we could all be better. Because I, let's just be honest, because the news isn't going to do it and our politicians aren't going to do it. But if we, yeah, it's not going to happen. But if we bond together, I mean, that's one thing that people really don't understand. If we bond together as a community or a unity, I don't care who you are. We will have more power than any politician because now we hold the keys to your future. If you do what we ask, we're good. If you don't, you won't have a job. And I just think by, by bonding with people um, in communities and stuff like that, I really think it, it's a voice. It's the true voice of the people. Very cool. And I suppose, what, what's the best way for people to reach you? Is it through social media? What, what, what would you say is your best platform? So what you can do is you can email me. I have social media. I have uh, Instagram, which is uh, the coaching cop and three cops talk. 
and you can go to uh, both websites or you can email me, which is thecoachingcop at gmail.com. Um, and uh, I'll be more than happy to uh, discuss anything you guys need. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Very cool. So, guys, listen, I hope you've enjoyed today's conversations with myself and Chris. Um, if you do want to reach out to Chris, uh, uh, do click on some of the links, uh, some of the links below. And uh, do mention the podcast so you can kind of like put two and two together. And uh, I'm sure that he'll, in his in due time, within a short space of time, he'll reach out to you and, and give you a response. So, um, listen, Chris, I just want to say thanks very much for today. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Adam, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to to talk to somebody like me and, and kind of help 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 the world become a better place. Thank you so much. It really means a lot. Greatly appreciate it. And guys, hope you've enjoyed today's episode. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back in again here on the Game Changers Experience. And from myself and Chris, wishing you a great day. Take care and see you soon. Thank you, everyone. Hey, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Game Changers Experience. I would be gratefully appreciated if you could leave a good or a bad review. It doesn't matter, one or a five-star review, whichever you prefer, on any of the platforms, whether it be on Apple, whether it be on Spotify, Podchaser, etc., and please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast. And if you have enjoyed our podcast, then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Changer Experience. Take care, see you soon, etc. And please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast. And if you have enjoyed our podcast, then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Changer Experience. Take care, see you soon.